Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Dave. Um, Joe Goodman from the Bear Den and Our Daily Bears. Uh, in the three seasons that you've been a head coach, you've had wildly different circumstances and results, uh, different coaching staffs. What would you say is the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself compared to year one now going into year four? Appreciate that question. I love the sound of my own voice. Hello and welcome to the Bear Den. I'm Matt Workman. As always, I'm joined. By Joe Goodman. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty solid, surviving the wonderful Texas heat. Just getting ready. We're every every single day, Matt, is a day closer to football season. Absolutely. It's a great, great time. The SEC media days are going on right now. Pac-12 media days are end of the week, up. Friday, I think. So yeah, Friday. They have one day. Yeah, it's a one-day thing. One-day event, so... You know, which so, it's, which when you don't have a bunch of money, you know, or or news. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we can kick off there. They 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 did announce today that the Pac-12 will not be announcing a new television deal at their media days, and it's uh, going to be pushed into August. So the uh, you know just a few days, you know, a few days overdue on their promise of I think originally March of getting this done. So we're just you know. Just a little bit of a delay. And today, one of the, I think it was Mandel, who's been carrying their water, their water since day one, um, announced that uh, the reason they won't be announcing is because they've just, they've gotten in the last six months, they've gotten so many people at the table that, you know, that they didn't expect to be there. It's almost, it, it very much had the vibe of like, you, yeah, I have a girlfriend. You just wouldn't know her. She lives in another state. Like, it's just. If you go back. I saw like on on um on one of the message boards someone had like all these uh tweets or that had been sent out since this whole process started and it was in December it was like well television executives they don't do any business in the holidays and then it was like they pushed it down a little bit further and it was like oh we got they got so many um options right now that we really are delaying announcing this. And now again, it's like, well, new people have come to the table. So we gotta, we gotta hear all these people out. It's like, they always have some excuse why they don't have a media deal yet. It's just comical at this point. One thing that's really sticking out to me in all of this is I can't remember when your Mark said it at our media days. It may have been, I think it was during like his little fireside chat where they had the, you know, the, the pre-prepared questions from the person yeah. that was sitting up there with him before he answered questions from the media. But one of the things I think I remember him saying was he couldn't get the deal that the big 12 has yeah. right now today. Like he was like, you know, I got yeah. that deal done and I'm glad I did because if we were negotiating right now, we wouldn't get the same deal today. And yeah, that's exactly what he said. He's like, yeah, he wouldn't get that same deal right now. So yeah. So good luck, Pac-12. I hope you're not lying. It, it's th- such there, a good there are idea. two outcomes here, Matt. It's it's either 
it's either they're the ones that are blowing smoke and at the end of all of this we're just gonna they are gonna get trolled into oblivion for having some shit deal that they've been kicking the can down the road on acting like oh no no no, don't worry it's amazing don't worry we're just we're just waiting to tell you because we've just got too much to pick from or they're gonna be right and a lot of us are gonna look like idiots um I think it's closer to the former than the latter, but you know, Hey, who knows with all of these things, uh, I'm not in the rooms. Yeah. I'm not in the meetings. I'm not privy to that info, but yeah, right now, you know, as they also said at big 12 media days, I think it was the deputy commissioner. Um, what is his name? Like what Tim Weisner, I think is his name. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it was him who said, you know, if we had a media deal, we'd be screaming it from the mountaintops. You know, So yeah. My favorite part of that quote is the silence. Um, Leads me to believe it's otherwise. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's what's that's what's going on there. Yeah, you'd be um, leaking it's all you have all these West Coast media mouthpieces. Oh yeah, you've got what John Cazano or whatever. John Cazano, John Mandel Wilder, from SI have just Stuart been Mandel. So yeah. like it's it's that they're not leaking things to him. I agree with the deputy commissioner that it's it leads you to believe like they don't have a deal that they can present to yeah. their membership. So agreed. Okay, so um, there is one thing I wanted to ask you yeah. that is still in the world of college football before we, okay. we dive into anything else. Um, saw a great post on the college football subreddit a couple of days ago. I sent it to you, um, and yeah. it's, a, it's a question, all right? And I want to pose this one to you and to, to our listeners out there. I want to know what they think, too. But basically, the post says, congratulations. So this is to you, Matt. Congratulations, Matt. Okay. You've stumbled upon an enchanted can of Coors Light. You notice its mountains are glowing a brighter blue than usual, despite being empty. You pick it up, and a football genie in the form of Lou Holtz emerges. Hopefully he doesn't spit all over you. Through the kindness of his heart, he decides to grant you a college football wish between three options. However, you must be warned, each wish comes at a price. He presents to you your three choices. So Matt, you've you've awakened the 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 genie that is Lou Holtz and now you have to choose all right if you, you there's no option to not choose here so you have to pick a b or c okay a your team will win 10 or more games next year downside for the following five years they will lose 10 or more games Blech. all right b all right. your team will win the national championship next year the downside a scandal will surface resulting in what is essentially a program death penalty. The win will be vacated and the team will essentially be erased from history and will disband for the rest of time ceasing to exist. Or C, your team will become a dynasty powerhouse for the next five years. Downside, you will be in a coma for the duration and won't witness any of it. Okay, so... So you got... You win 10 or more games, but then five years in a row of losing 10 or more games. You win a national title, but you have a scandal so bad that your team, you, you, it's, it's stricken from the record books. It doesn't even count. And your team gets the death penalty and is, is doesn't play football anymore. Which, to be honest with you, considering some of the scandals that have happened in college football over the last 10 years or so, and nobody's gotten the death penalty, I can't imagine how bad a scandal would have to be to actually, like, it would have to be seriously bad. It has to be um, like a or, team is like they were uh, there's a murder for hire plot and the whole team was involved. Yeah, yes, yeah, it would have like it, they were just hitmen on the side. 
or or the entire team is embezzling money from the NCAA. <laughs> or like, yes. Like I feel like it would have to be money considering some of the things that didn't get the death penalty in college football. Or see, basically you, your team your team has a Clemson or Georgia style run, right? But you're in a coma. You don't get to actually experience any of it. So which would you pick, Matt? So I think B is definitely a, off the table. B is out. Yeah, I'm B not is doing death, death penalty or cease yeah, to I, exist. No. Yeah, yeah. I that those 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 fleeting moments of glory after winning the game would not be worth not having a team to root for anymore and having to be embarrassed and never bring it up. Cause like at that point it's like, yeah, but my team won a natty. Everybody's like, yeah, but you guys did this. That was so bad. Yeah. And then C I thought, I think about C because when you come out of a coma, all those games are new to you. So even if you didn't experience it in real time, you will experience it in some shape or fashion. Yeah, if I'm thinking A, I think is also out for me because I wouldn't trade one year for five bad years in a row. But I think um, I, I think A is in the running for me because, like, as a Baylor fan, like I've already done that. I mean, that's easy. That's like yeah, I know how that to do like, that. That seems like an answer that Iowa State fan because Iowa State's never won ten or more games. So like, and they're like, yeah, we've lost ten games in yeah. here plenty of times. Of course, I, I would take. I feel like that's an Iowa State thing to answer. I'm I'm gonna put on my pure college football fan hat. All right, I'm not going to think of this as if I'm a dad and a husband, right? <laughs> and I'm going to take option C and go into the coma. Um, if I'm taking this into like, if I have to take into account the fact that I am married and have a child, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to pick A because uh, I don't want to miss out on five years of my kid's life. So much of college football for me is like the the experience of it, going to the tailgate, talking to people, experiencing the game. And I think... I agree, but I would also love to have the like. I would love to wake up from that coma and be like, "Oh, I get to talk shit to Texas fans," and they'll be like, "This happened five years ago." It says you get a five year of being a dynasty. So, like that to me, like that you get into like you can't tell me nothing territory. Yeah, yeah, and for you, especially you, like for your persona, your presence online is like that's like I'm like all this talking shit is new to me, like. (laughs) I missed all this. So then all these Texas and uh, other fans would be like, what? This guy came out of nowhere from stuff that happened five years ago. <laughs> and I mean, you're right, though. Like, I still go back and I watched the 2017 World Series, man. Like, even though I, I go back, I watched the I watched the 2021 Natty all the time. Oh, yeah. And like, I'm even worse than that. Like, I've been rewatching like last year's Baylor games. Oh yeah, dude! I'll go back and watch the Sugar Bowl. Like I just watched. Sure. I've watched. No, I've watched I mean like the, last. I mean like 2022 where they're year six and six, <laughs> but only only the wins. I watched. I watched Iowa State like yesterday. Yeah, I'll <laughs> watch 2011 Oklahoma like that game, the the Archie three game. Yeah, all day. I'll watch that game. Hell yeah! I will still watch. I will say this. Oh, Even, dude, the 2014 TCU. Oh, I've I've watched that no less than 500 times. Yeah, I have the Longhorn Network, so like a lot of times I'm flipping channels, nothing's on. Even like the the O five Rose Bowl, like I'll stop. I'll put that game on. That's a I good game. game. That's a I good game, it. though. I hate it. If you just take the rivalry or Texas out of it, and just think of it as purely college football. That's a great game. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I hate it. <laughs> I was reading. I was a big Reggie Bush, Lindell White. I was. I was. Ah, I loved that USC team. Um, 
All right, Matt, before, so, so a little teaser, we, we, today we're covering two teams. We're going to, we're going to go through the schedule of Oklahoma and Oklahoma state, but before we get there, what, what kind of news you got for me, Matt? Uh, so I'll hit on just a couple of football things short. There's a couple of dates announced. Um, fall camp will begin August 3rd. So that's about, I think that's probably about two weeks away. And then, yeah, it's about two weeks from Thursday. And then the annual Meet the Bears is August 26th. So if you're going to make your way to Waco August 26th, I'm sure it won't be hot at all in Waco, Texas on August 26th. That's all athletics, not just football. Correct? Yeah, that's all athletics. That's Meet the Bears. So I'm sure like the women's basketball team, men's basketball team, coaches, track and field, all that jazz. Everyone will be out there. Um I think it's at the end, you know, they kind of do it at the end of um, fall camp. They kind of wrap it up with Meet the Bears. Um, then there's a couple of basketball points. We already, I guess it was last week, they announced the the matchup with Duke on December 20th in Madison Square Gardens. And then today, I think it was, I think I saw it from John Rothstein. He had tweeted out that Michigan State and Baylor are working on a, a game this year in Detroit. On December, December 16th, 16th, I December believe is the day. So yeah, so it'd be like Michigan State, December 16th, December 20th, Duke. Yeah, it, it would it basically would fly to Detroit and then I assume just go straight just fly, to New yeah. York from Detroit. Because the school's out, there's no like classes, and yeah. And it's I think those are both what would be considered like NIL games because they're neutral sites. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, just similar to similar to what we did with Gonzaga last year, where yeah. That was an NI like the, the the players got payouts from that game. Yeah. Um, so both of these are neutral sites with one in Detroit and one in New York. So yeah, and these are more than that, too. These are these are profile Pro, games. Yeah. They're going Big to time be games. prime time on ESPN. They're going to be um, you know, th- these are recruiting games, right? Like it's like, yeah, you wanna you wanna play on the biggest stages and in, in the coolest places against the biggest teams, you come to Baylor. Um you know, and not only that, we've got uh, the non the con schedule as a whole that we have. You know, uh, we've got a tournament where we got what well, we're playing against Florida. Let me pull up. I have like that Rothstein uh, tweet actually like goes through just the gauntlet of non con. It's yeah, we've got. OK, um, I got it. I got it pulled up. Yeah, it's Duke, Michigan State, both. So like Duke's at Madison Square Garden. Michigan State's going to be at uh, in Detroit. Auburn is going to be in Sioux Falls, so we're playing Auburn That's on a neutral site. NL game. Yep, we've got Seton Hall in the Big East Big Twelve battle. That's going to be a big time matchup. And then we're also in the preseason NIT with Florida, Pitt, and Oregon State. So we'll play two of those teams, two of yeah, those four. So I would, so, yeah. and I hope it's Florida and and Pitt. I would love to, I you know, because I would love to get a get a. I don't really care about playing Oregon State, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So, so huge non-con for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um should really and no matter what kind of the outcomes are there, you know, you've got Duke, you know, um I who's their what's their head coach's name now? Um I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's I mean, it's still an elite program, even though Coach K is not there anymore. You've got uh Tom Izzo, you've got Bruce Pearl at Auburn that you're playing against. So you've got you've got like really really strong coached excellent programs that are on your schedule. 
win or lose in those games, it's kind of that's it's kind of the Izzo way, right? The way that the way that Mike Izzo or Tom Izzo schedules his his team is a lot of times in recent years they'll kind of fall down in the rankings and people will forget about them in December because they play a gauntlet schedule. Yeah. But by the time they get to March, they're so battle tested they yeah. get through the tournament well um, and end up in the Elite Eight or you know you know Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight Final Fours. And that's kind of what I view Scott Drew is doing now. It's like, let's, let's beat up on these kids a little bit. We've got some freshmen. We've got a young team this year. Let's beat up on them a little bit. Let's get them against big, bad competition in major venues and neutral sites, you know, so that way the lights of March aren't going to be too big for them anymore. It's very exciting. And like, like you said, recruiting, it's like, these are going to be like on ESPN, big time games or CBS or wherever, you know, they're going to be like nationally spotlighted games. And um, it's great to go in and show recruits, you know, this Baylor plays with the big boys. Yeah. And Baylor is the big boys. Yeah, we are. Is what, is what this We've is. kind of come up and like, we're in that echelon of top tier teams. Yeah, for sure. What else you got for me, Matt? Are we moving on to, are we that's, moving on to the Prairie? Yeah, that's all. We kind of already hit on the Pac-12 going on. So let's just move on. To the state of Oklahoma. The state of Oklahoma today, that's what our focus will be. We're going to talk Oklahoma first, then we'll dive into Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma picked in the top half of uh, the Big 12 this year. Oklahoma State right there in the middle of the Big 12. I think you and I are, as people will hear or that listen to the podcast, have already heard because we've already actually predicted seven out of the 12 games that Oklahoma State has played is going to play this year. Yeah. Um, so people kind of probably have an idea of how we feel about um, Oklahoma State. And we've already predicted what six of you know half of Oklahoma's schedule as well. So you, you kind of probably have an idea of where we sit on both these teams, um, starting with Oklahoma, sitting at a high level. I, they've got athletes. They've got horses there. They should be a good football team, but I don't no. quite yet fully believe in uh, Brett Venables as a as a head coach. Um you know, as as I've mentioned many times on here before, like I'm not a stats guy. I'm not an X and O guy. I'm not an analytics guy. I'm a vibes guy. Um, and I I think I think you and I were able to infer a lot from the vibes of the different teams that were at media days. And we're going to be completely wrong with what we felt. But yeah, I didn't really get I didn't get a vibe of true confidence from Oklahoma while we were there. You know, it was it's not like I got a bad vibe from them or anything, but there was there was a different feel around, say, like the Texas coaches and players that were there compared to the Oklahoma guys that were there or like even the tech players, you know, and yeah. Joey McGuire or how Dave Aranda felt. You're absolutely right. So, like, you, that's a great point, because you could tell when you talk to the players like Texas kind of super confident, you know, you know, teetering on arrogance. But that's kind of the Texas way. Um. Of course, like with with Joey, it's like super confident, full of energy. His guys are like that too. They were energetic and confident about going in this year. And Aranda, they were just like continuous improvement. Continuous improvement. We're gonna we're gonna go back. We've made changes. It's not gonna be like last year. So, but and that like you said, they all mirrored their coaches. Venables was kind of like last year. Not not great vibes. I didn't get great vibes in 2022. He's almost from like him. happy to be here vibes. Yeah. And he threw, I didn't realize this, but I was reading some quotes. Like he threw shade at like Miami for no reason. Yeah. He's, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Weird. Like you don't even play Miami. 
You don't think that's in conference with Miami? I don't know why. Well, I mean, uh, they were when he was at Clemson. Okay. So there so may be bad blood bad there blood. From, from those days. but Yeah, so like he – but yeah, less so with um, the teams in the Big 12, aside from Oklahoma State, he was asked a question about them. But um, but yeah, it's – I'm the same way. They are very ta- – they have talent on, on, on their roster. They brought in some talented transfers to kind of fill some holes. But it's the same way. Like I don't get – good vibes i think it's more of like a culture thing how he's running that program and like you said like just happy to be here we're just gonna kind of coast along yeah i don't i think you know we talk about that there's like an arrogance or confidence around texas it's almost like a vibe of the way i i I was i was having lunch with my my buddy pat who went to ut today and the the way i described it to him was Texas had the feeling around them. Like we aren't leaving this conference without the trophy. Like that's they, it seemed like it it almost felt like they've, they finally woken up to the last 14 years of everybody making fun of them. And they're tired of it. I think is kind of, that was kind of the vibe I got from Texas. Um, And Sark was really impressive to me as well on how he handled the media. Um, But yeah, like Oklahoma, like I didn't get that vibe from them where it was like, they have a need to win the big 12, you know, under Bob Stoops, under Lincoln Riley, they just won it every year. And it, I just don't get that vibe from Brent Venables where he's like sitting there like, guys, we are not, we are not leaving the big 12 without have without taking that thing with us. And that's the vibe I get from Texas is that they're like, you know, at least right now sitting here, July 18th, as we record this, Texas, I think fully believes like we are not going to walk into sec country without carrying the big 12 trophy along with us. Um, but yeah, I think, um, it'll be interesting because, as I said, like Oklahoma still got the horses. They still got talent. They're not going to be a bad team. I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were last year. I, no. I, I've mentioned this before. They had a lot of distractions last year. You know, what's going to happen? When's it going to happen? Uh, lots of questions around realignment. Lots of questions around money. A brand new coaching staff. Upheaval, too. Like, it's not like they fired their coach. Their guy kind of like this guy that they loved, who they act like they never loved now. Um, but Lincoln Riley, a guy that they love, just up and left them. And I think they were put in a really bad spot there for a little while. And I that definitely affected them last season. So I do expect them to be markedly improved, but it's not necessarily a team I'm going to pick to go to Arlington at yeah. the end of the year, I don't think. So all that yeah. said. Yeah, I had them about middle of the pack, and you have them a little bit higher than me. I think you, have, you picked fourth. I think I had them at four. Yeah, and I had them at seven, like right in the middle. So yeah, so average there. Not as bad as last year, like you said. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go ahead and let's actually, you know, let's actually talk schedule. So, as I mentioned, we do already have half these games picked. So, um, and by the time we get through this, there will be only um, four Oklahoma State games that we haven't picked yet. So, this, this these will be pretty quick. Won't they be too move, much discussion. They should move fast. Moving forward, really, they should move pretty yeah, fast. Yeah, it'll get really fast as we go. Um, anyway, Oklahoma, they kick off their year. Um, at home, September 2nd. This game has already got a TV slot. It's a day game, 11 o'clock Central Time on Big Boy ESPN. They welcome in the Arkansas State Red Wolves to Gaylord Memorial Stadium. Matt, does Arkansas State have a chance to knock off the Mighty Sooners? No. I don't think so at all. Yeah, I, that's not even a discussion for me. In my notebook, by the way, Matt, I'll show you on camera. I'm using my my one of my new Big 12 pins that we got. We have Big 12 pins and Big 12 notebooks now. 
All right. So we've got them one and oh heading into um an old uh well no, this wouldn't be Southwest Conference. I always forget Oklahoma's in the big eight. Um, but facing off a former Southwest Conference school from Dallas, which is essentially South Oklahoma as a city anyway. Sorry, Matt. Um, they face off at home against the SMU Mustangs. Matt, SMU in recent years been improved uh, compared to what they were probably like the decade before. Does SMU have a shot at going on the road and beating Oklahoma? I, I don't think so. I think Oklahoma can take care of the Mustangs. Yeah, I think the Sooners probably beat up on them. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a whole lot of faith in SMU moving forward, especially now that we've we've elevated the University of Houston into Power Five status, and Texas is also going to the SEC. Oklahoma is going to the SEC. I think it's going to get even harder for SMU to recruit moving forward. So, not a whole lot of faith in them long term. Um. All right, so we we both got Oklahoma at 2 and 0 now. They head off for their first road game in a surprising one. This must have been some kind of weird contract where they got multiple home games out of the school and gave them one road game. Yeah. Um but they head on the road to Tulsa to face off against the Golden Hurricanes at HA Chapman Stadium in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is another game that has already gotten a TV slot, so it's going to be 2:30 Central um on September 16th. It's going to be a hot one up there. Um, it'll be on ESPN or ESPN two. Um, Matt, does Oklahoma go on the road and snatch a victory against the golden hurricanes of the landlocked state of Oklahoma in the city of Tulsa? Well, never understood why they were the hurricanes. I want to give a shout out to, uh, Sean O'Keefe safety for Tulsa, but I do think that, um, Oklahoma is going to win this game. All right. I agree with you there. I don't, uh, Oklahoma just doesn't have the horses for this. Tulsa. Um, yeah. yeah. Or sorry. Yeah. Tulsa doesn't have the, the, the horses to beat up on Oklahoma. So yeah. So we both got uh, Oklahoma sitting now at three and O oh. next game. Uh, like as, as I mentioned, a game that we've already spoken about, and this is the first time that we uh, diverge from each other here, Matt, they head on the road. So this is two weeks in a row on the road to Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio, to face off probably for the only time in the foreseeable future against their one-year conference brother in the Cincinnati Bearcats. Matt, when we did our Cincinnati preview, you picked Cincinnati to win this game, and I picked Oklahoma to win. Yep, so you got 4-0. They're going to be like, if they're 4-0. Oh, the hype. They're going to be like top five. And they should be. They should be four and zero, I think. But you you've got them at three and one. So they should be oh. top five with a, a state, SMU, Tulsa, and Cincinnati. Yeah, in my <laughs> yeah, in my little world here, they'll probably they'll at least be top ten, if not higher. Yeah. Um. All right. Next okay. game, they finally get to come home. This is another game that we have already talked about. They welcome in the Iowa State Cyclones. They've got a hurricane and a cyclone on their schedule already. Um. So they come back home to Norman. Iowa State comes into town. We don't know what time this is going to be. We just know it's going to be on September 30th. Um, as I mentioned, we've already talked about this one. Matt, we both picked the Sooners to win. All right. So I've got 5-0. and oh, You're at 4-1. and one. Man, 5-0 and Hype Oklahoma. train is rolling on your yeah. side. We're back, baby. But still, I'm, like, I'm having like, they're still 4-1 and one on my side. Right, yeah. They, and 
And it's not like it's, uh, you know, it's the it, losing your first conference game on the road isn't the end of the world when it comes to your your postseason hopes. So yeah. um, definitely can recover against that. But here, here comes the real tried and true, what I think is going to be the very first true test of Oklahoma season where, where we'll really see what kind of team they are. They will play this in Dallas, Texas, as always, in the Cotton Bowl. It's the Red River rivalry. The Texas Longhorns versus the Oklahoma Sooners, one of my favorite games to watch every year growing up. Matt, I was a Sooner fan. You were a Longhorn fan before we found the the hope, grace, and wonder that is being a Baylor Bear. Who wins? Who's who's taking home the golden cowboy hat this year? I just think Texas is gonna just be too strong this year. Yeah, so Texas, yeah, Texas is good, and and I'm not gonna say the three words, but Texas is it. Texas isn't gone, is what I'll say, and uh, and I'm I'm a hundred percent Texas taking Texas to win this game. It was a blowout last year. Yeah, um, I do know some Texas fans that believe that may may make it a closer game this season. Like Oklahoma may be extra motivated to avenge last year's loss. I don't know, man. I think, I think Texas is on a mission and this is one of those missions is it's to say you, you owned us in the big 12 and the last you know decade or so of us being in the big 12, you were the boss. We are starting a new chapter in our program's book. We beat the hell out of you last year. And before we go to the SEC, we're going to beat the hell out of you again. So that way, when we go to the Southeastern Conference, you know that we're the Kings. I'm taking Texas to win this game. So that's, I got my first loss for Oklahoma on the year. So I've got them now sitting at five and one. You've got them sitting at four and two. Now we have two games in a row, Matt. That again, we've already talked about, we've already covered. Um, they do get an off week after the Texas game. I will mention that. But after that off week, um, they go back to Norman after playing on a neutral site in Dallas. They welcome in the University of Central Florida against the Knights, the fighting Gus Malzons of the world. Matt, we both picked Oklahoma to beat UCF. Don't want to, no changing of your votes or anything. No, no um, I'll, I'll stick with that. All right. So I've got. That puts me now with Oklahoma uh, being bowl eligible. I've got them at six and one. You've got them at five and two. And then we had we had back on the road. So a lot of road games. They've got at Tulsa, at Cincinnati, now at Kansas. And then following this, they're going to have a road game. Um, but at Kansas, David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium, October 28th, uh, to face off against the surging Jayhawks, Matt does or i know actually i don't even ask you i already know we both picked oklahoma to win this game we you know we both said that oklahoma would go on the road and grab it so now that puts me at what seven and one and you now at six and two you've got them bowl eligible i've got them still firmly in a playoff race at seven and one at this point in the year though i don't know how much credit they'll be getting with not a whole lot of quality wins on this schedule having lost to texas not the toughest schedule in the world um, but I've got them sitting here at seven and one after kind of trash talking them at the beginning of this. But like I said, I just, this isn't that hard of a schedule. Um, so let's get into yeah. the, the, the real thing about this schedule that threw me off that through the, when you and I first discussed kind of, Hey, we're going to talk about Oklahoma this week and Oklahoma state. And we started looking at the schedule and talking about it. You and I both did a double take when we realized that bedlam is November 4th. 
they it's they're fourth to the last game. There's three games that they play after the last bedlam. And, you know, we heard yeah. we heard plenty about this from Mike Gundy. You know, he was he he loved to just rag on Oklahoma about how bedlam's going away and it's all Oklahoma's fault. Um, it's not all Oklahoma's fault. There's a lot of it. Well, it's like he has some, he had such weird comments because like you know he said like you know y'all leaving uh, we're not leaving yeah no one invited you yeah and not of, even of that Oklahoma has openly stated they're willing to continue to play this game it's Oklahoma State that's like nah so they're it, they're kind of taking the like Texas tact when A and M left is like we're our schedule's full yeah it's exactly like that. Yeah, the same but, like, but but the difference is, is I think both Texas and Texas A and M were kind of like, no, I'm not going to play that guy. Yeah, I mean, because um, really A and M left to get away from them. And yeah, they- <laughs> and Oklahoma, Oklahoma throughout this whole process is like, you wouldn't have turned down this money either. Like, yeah, we'll keep we'll keep playing you, but like, of course we were going to leave. Like, it, it ain't personal it's business. Um, so we do get this very weird scheduling. Bedlam, in my mind, should always be at the end of the year. Uh, so it's really strange that it's this early in the season that it's going to be their ninth game. Um, but Matt, who do you got? The last bedlam. It's going to be on the road. It's at Boone Pickens Stadium. Does does Oklahoma pull it out or does Oklahoma State have a win in them? I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. All right. Just because how much, it seems like how much like Hatred is really on their side and it being on their campus. So, or at their stadium. So I'm going to go and quite honestly, not to spoil anything, but I got to give Oklahoma state win somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You and I are not high on Oklahoma state. We're much <laughs> so, lower than I think a lot of people are on Oklahoma state this year, but I'm going to agree with you. I, and it's, it's because it's at Boone Pickens and it's because there's like this, there's going to be this little bit of extra hate and it's going to, I think it's going to take Oklahoma state to a gear that Oklahoma is not going to get to. Which speaks and, to like the vibes of like we were talking about earlier. Like yeah. they just don't have that in their like culture. Yeah. And Gundy's like, he's already there. I feel like Gundy would sacrifice his entire, like he would lose 11 games to win to, this. To one. win this game. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. They they are going it is, they are not going to accept anything but perfection in practice. They're gonna they're gonna watch film on this game before they're supposed to. They're gonna drop. I think they might drop other games before this just because they're gonna be so focused on. I mean, this they're one. like we're gonna sit players because we want ready for Oklahoma. Yeah, it's like, like it's this is this is the Super Bowl. This is the national championship. This is this is the Champions League. You know, all every major sporting event in history all rolled into one for Mike Gundy is winning this game. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So I've got them now nine games and I got them sitting at seven and two. This probably blows up their playoff chances um, in, in what I've got here in my record, you've got them now sitting at six and three. So they're whole definitely out um, in yours. And now we have another game that we haven't already predicted. They do get to head back home after a short trip to Stillwater. They welcome in um, what is probably likely a Neil Brownless West Virginia team at this point in the year on November 11th. Um, Matt, West Virginia picked last in the conference this year. Do they have a shot at going into Norman and snagging a win? I don't think so. Um, especially coming off of if what we say is true, OU, OU coming off a loss to Oklahoma State, they're going to want to get back to uh, on the winning side of things. Got it. All right. So now, 
uh, we've got a win there. So now you're sitting at what you've got. You're at seven and three, and I am sitting at eight and two. We have two games remaining, and wouldn't you know it, we've already predict- predicted these games, and we did what we promised we would do last week, and we actually went back okay. and 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 we did listen to what our BYU predictions were and, and wrote them down in here. Um, so the next game is at BYU. It's in Provo, big time game. Matt, you're taking Oklahoma to lose this game in Provo. You think you in the podcast? I think I remember you saying that. You just kind of thought that the Provo environment would be the thing that pushed them over the edge. Um, so that's your fourth loss for Oklahoma. You've got them sitting at seven and four. I took Oklahoma to win this game. Um, and my reasoning was because I just thought at this point in the season, this late in the year, I think BYU might be a little bit gassed playing their first season in a power five conference. So I took Oklahoma to win it. So I've got Oklahoma sitting now at nine and two. You've got them sitting at um seven and four and now we head into the last game of the year another game that we have already talked about i think even last week before big 12 media days when we talked about this one um they they come back home close off the year at home against the tcu horn frogs the defending national runners up this game another one that actually already has a tv time so interesting that a game this late in the year already has a tv slot it's going to be at 11 a.m uh central time in norman on big boy fox this is a nationally televised game big noon saturday yeah big noon saturday already decided oklahoma tcu matt we already picked this one you have an oklahoma win here so that puts you firmly at eight and four on the season for oklahoma and i predicted a tcu win here which lands me at nine and three for oklahoma on the season does that fit in with what kind of where you thought oklahoma was going to be yeah, I mean, I have a middle of the pack, so I think that's in the conference. So, I mean, I do have. Yeah, you gave what, them four one, conference losses. Four conference know, out losses of, so, out of nine. Yeah, you got them at five and four and five conference. and four. So that's you know right at the middle. So sounds about. Yeah, right. and I've got them. You, yeah, I've got them six and three in conference. So, so yeah, this is so one of the different ones. Four. Market improvement from last year, though. Yeah, I mean, going from you know, I mean, six and six shows that Venables is growing to eight and four is improvement for sure. However, okay. I will say this, they're going into, they're going to be in hell for like uh, five years in tw- starting in 2024. Cause I just don't know. We talked about like, I have a better vibe about Texas going to the SEC than I do Oklahoma. I don't know. It's just hard for me to think of Oklahoma as a consistently losing team. I think they'll figure it out. I just don't know if it's Venables going to be the one that figures yeah. it out, but they'll get there. Um, all right, let's move on to our other team of the week. It is their bedlam rival in Stillwater, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. As I mentioned, you and I are really low on Oklahoma State this year. They got a first place vote in the Big 12 media poll. I picked them to finish 13th. I picked them the second worst team in the conference this year. Yeah, I think I picked them, let me see, 11th. Okay, which, so yeah, you got them so down. My, my actual like picks of games may not reflect what I just filled out my ballot list. Oh yeah, mine definitely don't. Yeah, so, mine yeah. definitely. Don't. I've cha- I, I I've changed my mind so many times on what I think things are going to be, um, except for who I think my top team is, um, which it's out there publicly. I picked Texas to win. I, I picked Texas one. So, um, and I picked Kansas State too. I'm 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 pretty solid in my 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 belief on those two. That those are the probably the two best teams in the conference. I'm going to be proven completely wrong. I'm I'm fully aware of that. 
Um, but just as I sit here today, I, I still feel comfortable with that. Um, but as I mentioned, and now that we've done the Oklahoma game where we actually both picked Oklahoma State to win Bedlam, let me mark that down on our Oklahoma State list here. We now have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If we have eight games, eight of Oklahoma State games we've already picked. Um, and it, it it doesn't look good. There's there's some red on the ledger here. So we've only got four games that are new. Um, so this one we'll run down real quick and we'll get a good good view on what Matt and I think. Um similar to Oklahoma, though, uh Oklahoma State, the Cowboys face off against a, a you know regional or uh, also ran arkansas university so arkansas state was oklahoma's first game oklahoma state not to be outdone starts off against the central arkansas bears um of course this is at home in boone pickett stadium in stillwater this game already has a time slot it's going to be six o'clock central time on espn plus matt does oklahoma state do the unthinkable and drop their first game of the year to central arkansas no, they uh, they take care of this game and get a win. You know, I feel like in recent years, Mike Gundy does terrible in week one, and they're more prone to losing to teams like uh, Central Arkansas. Um, they lost to what Central Michigan recently, um, and then I can't. I think it was last year they played somebody in like week one or two. It that was they, it was Central Michigan. Was it them they, again? I okay. Almost lost. Like, it was like fifty eight forty four. Like gotcha. almost lost that game. I think it might be something similar to that this year. I don't know how ready they're going to be to play again. Like this is a brand new football team at Oklahoma state, but I don't see them losing this game. I think it'll, it'll be one of those dumb ones that we all look at in the third quarter. And it's like, wow, central Arkansas is only down by three, but then Oklahoma state wins ends up winning by 17, not even as close as we thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, I have, I have no qualms about picking Oklahoma state to start the season off one and Oh, um, so after their kind of um, cupcake game that they have to start the year, they head on the road, play in Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona against a Pac-12 foe on the road. Again, this one also has a TV time already. It's going to be Big 12 after dark, 9.30 central kickoff. So a late kickoff here for Oklahoma State. This game will be on FS1 against the Arizona State Sun Devils. Matt, who wins the matchup of Power 5 schools here? I just think that Arizona State is, you know, they have a new coach. It's kind of rebuilding year. They First weren't really good. Coach, yep. Yep. They weren't uh, Kenny Dillingham. They weren't really good last year. So I think that gives Oklahoma State a slight edge. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I agree with you and all of your reasoning there. I'm taking the I'm taking the fighting Gundys there in, uh, from Stillwater to head on the road and and show out for their Big 12 brethren get some laughs out of, um, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm here for the comedy. So like anytime a big 12 team can beat a Pac 12 team, which we, as a, as a whole, we play quite a few big 12 Pac 12 matchups in the non-conference. I mean, Baylor has Utah, Texas tech has Oregon, Arizona state and Oklahoma state. So we're going to have opportunities for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so after going on the road to Arizona State, they head back home to Boone Pickens Stadium, face off against the South Alabama Jaguars. Uh, Matt, another one that already has a TV time. This will be at six o'clock central time on ESPN plus. Does South Alabama have what it takes to walk into Stillwater and grab a win? Uh, I think they do. I just don't think they will. So this could be a. I think this would be a close game. South Alabama. They were 
pretty good last year. Um, so I think they are a very good team. I just think it's going to be a little bit too much for for the um, were they the Cougars, Jaguars, the Jaguars to take care of. Matt, I'm going to do something crazy here. I'm not going to underestimate the fun belt, baby. You're talking about a 10-win team from last year in South Alabama. Absolutely. 7-1 and one in the fun belt. The fun belt loves to pull off upsets. So you know what? I'm going to pick an upset here. I am taking South Alabama to walk into Boone Pickens and snag a victory against the Mike Gundy-led Cowboys. And I'm going to tell you right now, we've got the next three games after this picked. And it's going to start a landslide because you've got Oklahoma State sitting at 3-0 and coming out of their non-con. I now have them at 2-1. and Next game at Iowa State on September 23rd. We both picked Iowa State to win that game. Then they have an off week, which we have, which you and I talked about before this call. They have four games and then they play eight straight. It is one of the worst bye weeks in the entire conference. And they got screwed on this last year too. So now they, they get a bye week and then they just if they have an injury at this point, tough. You know, if you're banged up, tough. You got eight straight games. So they they go to Iowa State. We both have them losing that one. Then they have an off week. Then they come back home to play Kansas State. We both picked Kansas State to win this game. They stay at home after that, Matt. They play Kansas. You and I both picked Kansas to win this game. So now, through their first six games of the year, you've got them now losing three and oh, or three in a row, sitting at three and three. I've got them losing four in a row sitting at two and four. Can they calm down? One game that we haven't picked yet. After after those two home games against the Kansases, where we both picked them to lose, they head on the road to West Virginia. This game, again, we don't we don't know what time this one is. Um, it is scheduled for a Saturday. So it's not going to be one of those like random Thursday or Friday games, as far as we know. But they head to Mountaineer Field, Morgantown, West Virginia, to face off against the Mountaineers. Matt, we both picked West Virginia last in the conference. West Virginia was picked by the media last in the conference. Is that enough for Oklahoma State to grab a win in Morgantown? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. I just have so much, so many doubts about what West Virginia has going on. And like we've said before, we've we've done other uh, schedules, other teams in the Big 12 – we I don't even know who the coach is going to be for West Virginia. There's a there's a likelihood that it won't be Neil Brown led West Virginia by October 21st. Got it. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think Oklahoma. I I think West Virginia is just really really bad. Yeah. And I'm taking I'm I'm taking Oklahoma State to go on the road and grab this one. Um, and that's it for what we don't know. We've predicted. We've already covered every other game that they that they will play this season. So I'll just run them down, Matt, and I'll tell you what our final record is for each of them. Right. Not great. Um, yours better than mine. So we both have them winning against West Virginia. I that for me that stops a four game losing streak for you. That stops a three game losing streak for them. Next up, they head back home. They face off against another newbie in Cincinnati. You and I both picked Cincinnati to win that game. We both picked Cincinnati to walk into Boone Pickens and grab a win. The next game is Bedlam. We just talked about it. You and I both said. We think this is going to be a super hype game for them. They're going to be all in. They're not going to make any mistakes. So we both picked Oklahoma State to win that game. After that, 
They head on the road. They head to the bounce house, which is going to be you know out of the four that are coming in, probably the second toughest place to play behind Provo. Um, and you could make an argument for being the toughest place to play out of the four new joiners. Um, FBC Mortgage Stadium, known as the bounce house, to face off against the UCF Knights on November 11th. You and I both picked UCF to win this game. After that, stay on the road, head down to Houston, Texas, to TDECU Stadium, face off against the Houston Cougars on the road. You and I both picked Houston to win that game. So after Bedlam, you and I have them on a two-game losing streak, finally finishing up against BYU at home in Boone Pickens. I think you and I both kind of agreed we think BYU was going to be a little bit down by this point in the year, probably weren't going to have the legs. So we both actually picked Oklahoma State to close the year out on a win, which, Matt, officially puts you at 6-6 six and six on the year for Oklahoma State, making a bowl game. Um, but in the in Big 12 play being 3-6, and six, I've got Oklahoma State also at 3-6 and six in conference play, but with a 5-7 and seven overall record not making a bowl game. Kind of lines up with our picks. You know, you had them lower. Yeah, I had them lower on the rankings. So, so that makes sense. And even like you said, like in conference play, both had of them not doing great. So, yeah, this lines up with what I think even after media days. I think what media days did for me when it comes to Oklahoma State is really just uh, confirmed some of my doubts just because of, like you said, talking about vibes. I'd, which, Gundy may never do this, but when he comes out there and he's like, he doesn't have an opening statement about his team, he just says, all right, what are your questions? Now, he may have done that last year. I don't remember. So, but the whole vibe around him is uh, not great. Yeah, he's he's a very much an ex who's been scorned. I loved listening to him. He was entertaining. Yes. But did not instill an air of confidence of victory mm-hmm. in me. And you guys, other think than the Oklahoma game, they we didn't talk about this in kind of our like, or we I don't know if we really did like a a thirty thousand foot view, but they they lost their starting quarterback, starting running back, best wide receiver, best There's something like seventy something percent of their offensive production is gone. <laughs> yeah, and it was like I think like you know who their starting quarterback is going to be? No a- idea. Alan Bowman, the dude from Tech. Yeah, who went to Michigan, went to transfer portal. Oh, again. that's right. He visited Baylor. I remember that. Yeah, There's yeah. a whole scatter, like he's going to sign with Baylor and be like, you know, backup quarterback, whatever. And so he ended up not doing that. Or I don't know what maybe Baylor said, no thanks. I don't know what the particulars are. But at any rate, he is at Oklahoma State. Well, good luck, Gundy. Good luck. Yeah. Mr. Who, like, didn't he have, like, a collapsed lung or something? Yes, Alan I Bowman think Or some correct. kind of, like, yeah, crazy, right. or, like, he punctured his spleen. He had some crazy injury. But, yeah, that's that's what we got going on. Um, I don't have any faith in Oklahoma State. Yeah. All right, Matt, any any other sports stuff for you? Are we moving over to the pop culture world? Uh, No, that's it. That's it for sports. What do we got going on? What do you got going on, Joe? What do you... What are you watching? Well, I mean, we we did talk, you know, uh, not too long ago after Big 12 Media Day. So you and I, last week, we were busy. We weren't really watching much stuff. Uh, We we were able to go out and have a few beers a couple of times, which was nice. Um, 
but this weekend I, I was I was out and about man we were active we were doing stuff as much as you could in in the heat we were doing stuff um I went to to Space Center Houston with Teddy for the first time he had a lot of fun looking at spaceships and stuff um hung out in the pool in our neighborhood pool so I haven't really been watching much but I have I've continued watching the silo I have two okay. episodes left of that still very very interesting and excited to see how it's going to end and have had to fight all of my urges to read the spoilers on it. Um, but Matt, what I am most excited about is this Friday, I already have my tickets to go see Oppenheimer. And I have a yeah. babysitter. So. Yeah, so I'm excited about Oppenheimer. Now, are you doing like the, the Barbieheimer double feature or are you just straight Oppenheimer? Just Oppenheimer. Like, I will probably watch Barbie maybe when it comes out on like streaming. I, I don't know. I don't have much of a desire to see it. Yeah, that, and I noticed, like, me and you talked about this before, like, the Jack Ryan series. I think all the episodes are streaming now. They dropped, like, Oh, is it all? I I saw, like, a tweet or something. They said all episodes are dropped. So they would have just released all the episodes. Oh, hell yeah. So then I'll, I'll go watch Jack Ryan. Probably. I'm going to check that out. But, yeah, I'm going to go back and watch that. Um, I think I started the first episode, but that's as far as I, I watched was the first episode. Gotcha. So I I do I will have some time definitely next week at the beginning of the week because so I went to media days last week and a couple of weeks before that I was on vacation as well. So I've I've taken a good amount of vacation days plus Memorial Day plus Fourth of July. So over the last four weeks, I've been out a significant amount from work. Um so my wife is actually going on like a little family trip with her family, and I'm not going because I was like, look, I I could, I've got the time to take, but I, you know, I'm just making myself more and more busy by taking days off and it doesn't look great for my clients when I'm not available. So I, I declined the invitation to go on my wife's family vacation just because I need to work. Um, no other reason than that. So my wife and Teddy are actually going to Corpus Christi for a few days. They leave Sunday. This is the main reason I'm not going to even go for like a little bit is like they leave Sunday and then they're spending Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Corpus. It's like it's her parents are retired and it's summer break for her. So it was easy. But um, I was like, yeah, I'm staying back and working because I should probably do that and continue to make a paycheck for this family. Um, And so, yeah, I'm not going. So I will have ample time in the evenings to watch whatever I want on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday night um, and probably Wednesday night as well, because they probably won't get back to late. And uh That'll be that'll probably be my Jack Ryan time and maybe some um so what Secret Wars or whatever it's called Secret Invasion uh, Secret Invasion I, yeah I haven't watched the last episode and then a new one comes out tomorrow so I'll probably wait and do like two episodes tomorrow to get caught up there's only six episodes so that'd be like four and five and it'll take you next week is the finale I guess mm-hmm. and then. So, like, my daughter's birthday is Thursday. She turns 13, so I'll officially have two teenagers. And then we're going to, I think, probably going to go to, we're going to go back up to DFW and go to Six Flags next week. And then after that, man, it's like we're gearing up for uh, back to school. Yeah, we went and did um, just some, like, random, like, errand running and shopping, Mm -hmm. and we were at, like, target or walmart or some other places over the weekend and my wife is you know she's a teacher and so teacher, there was yeah. all kinds of back to school stuff that was already being and I, I pointed all of it out and she was like i'm gonna oh, no, yeah. we went to academy this last weekend 
and they got like all the backpacks out like they're ready to go back to school and uh yeah i think it was walmart they've already got like the one right by us we ran in to just like grab something real quick and like the aisles are already lined with they got like the school supply list yeah it's all school supplies yeah so and i'll say this my kids it feels so early everybody waits to the last week to do that it well, we already got our stuff done. Like we, like two weeks ago, my kids are weird. They're like, they are geared up for like school supply shopping. They're like, I need the new pencil case. I need the new binders. Like I want to get out there. They say, I want to get for the good stuff's gone. Cause normally we do wait to like, all right, I mean, what do you mean next week. You could just, you can literally order anything on Amazon. They want to go to target and look at everything and touch yeah. it and feel it. And, and so we're almost we're we're pretty much prepared. So like in our house, what we do, I try to like gear my kids up for school. So but about two weeks before school starts, is like we're gonna go our school schedule. So we're going to bed school time. You got to turn your phone in because that's kind of been like a free for all over the summer. Right. Yeah. You and I were talking about that in our drive. Now it's like okay, we're gonna we got to gear back in. We got it school mode. So you start this early for school mode. They. St- I start well, I mean, like I said, after probably it'll be the first week of so like August. First week first. of August. Okay. For August first. Next week we our last week we're gonna be It's the last hoorah. Last hoorah. And then August first is like, okay, so let's get ready. Yeah, start waking up at a decent hour, not one o'clock. Yeah. So so then after that, man, we'll just be I'll I'm gonna try to make it out to like fall camp. I'm gonna touch base with um Brent Ingram and kind of see like what the times are during August and try to go out there and maybe take some videos, put them up on the website, things like that. I dig it. I dig it, my friend. Well, Matt, that was a good episode. I think, yeah. I think we'll, we'll have, we'll have plenty of Yo, people the from the great, to, Oklahoma, great state of Oklahoma mad, mad at us. By the time we get to Baylor's like schedule, it's like, we're just gonna be like, okay, what do we say? And just like go down the list. Like, well, yeah, definitely, because we're doing them last. We will just say, like, so this, is we this is what we predicted. We'll, we'll just do a Baylor extravaganza episode. So, I mean, this, we're picking we, Baylor, go undefeated. Normally, I'm super, yeah, normally it's like they're going to like win the conference and go to playoffs. But yeah. we may we may paint ourselves into the corner with these other <laughs> schedules. Yeah, we may. Who knows? Um, well, I, I don't think we've predicted a Baylor loss yet. When we've I don't think we days. have either. <laughs> So, we may have to do like a like this is what we did, and then let's like maybe like a non. We still feel we still it. feel that way, like yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, all right, all Joe, right, Matt. Where can people find you if they want to get? You can find more of your me content? on Twitter. I've been a little bit more active lately. Uh, going to media days and like getting back into the the swing of college football has brought me back to Twitter a little bit. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. Um, and as we get closer and closer to football, be on the lookout on ourdailybears.com. Um, and I mean, if you, yeah, I think, I think there's even a sound bite of it in this episode, but you know, like go check, go check me out on, uh, like you can go to like Baylor's YouTube and go to like the eight fifteen mark of Dave Aranda's press conference. And you can see me stand up and ask you're a like, question. You're like the second question. I think I was, I was the second, yeah. it was Bryce Cherry, um, from the Waco trib was first. And then it, and then it was yeah. me, um, as my heart was pounding out of my chest and I think you were about to have a panic attack too. So uh, I was, I wasn't paying attention. Here's what happened. I'm sitting right beside you. And then I'm like taking notes, you know, Dave speaking, he, he's talking about 
answering this question from Bryce Cherry. Then all of a sudden, you stand up, start this question, and I might have had a panic attack. <laughs> might have had a Ted Lasso panic attack and like had to be like, what's going on right now? <laughs> I because I remember I was like, I was like, hey, if I ask a question, make sure you take a picture of me. Yeah, and you asked me that, and I was like, and I was grabbing like, my oh phone. yeah, sure, for sure. And I, then I sat down and I was like, hey, send me, I was like, send me the picture you took, and you're like, I, I didn't take a picture. <laughs> I pulled up my phone, it was like your eye cloud storage is too full. And then again, I'm having a panic attack during this time. And then I can't figure out how to delete enough pictures. I was like, you know what? Then I saw um Mr. Jeffries. Mr. Jeffries tweeted. Our buddy Paul, he 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 snagged a photo of me on TV. On so. the TV from the stream. So it was great. So yeah. yeah. So if you can find me on Twitter at the Joe underscore Goodman, and you can find me on our daily bears. Matt, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore workman. Um podcast is at the Bear Den Pod on Twitter and uh thebeardenpod.com. Yeah, we are revamping the site a little bit. We're going to start yeah. adding some more content on there. So do go check out thebeardenpod.com. Yeah, I posted our um predictions for the the Big 12 and like kind of our like players of the year, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, that type of stuff on there on You the know what blog. you should do. Hmm. You know what you should do, Matt. One of us should, but it should be you cuz I write more. Yeah. You should apply for a photog pass this See, year. See, it's funny you say that. I I was looking over my emails from like last year to get um the email address for uh, Brent Ingram. And then I just was reading over the one he sent me where it said like only you have to have a field sticker on your credential on your credential to get down to then take I, pictures. Then they came like, man, I should apply, I should get that and just go down there and take pictures. Now, you do have to have professional camera equipment. I've read into okay. this. Okay. Okay. So you would have to go buy like a real camera. A real camera. Like, I don't think they wouldn't. I don't think they'd give you like the bib and everything that you need to get down there to sit down there with your iPhone. Like, you got to You got to look like you know what you're doing. All right. Well, maybe. But yeah, something to think about. Maybe charges get... the pod. Hey, man, the <laughs> actors and the writers are striking. Maybe I get some props on the cheap. Yeah, there you go. You get, I, mean, I don't really have to take pictures. You know plenty of people in Waco. You can find somebody with a camera. Absolutely. Yeah, on the note, thebeardinpod.com. Check it out. Great little site. Uh, but yeah, Matt, as always, until next time. Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.